love is not supposed to hurt, like mm-hmm. that woman said. Yeah. And uh, hopefully it will inspire you to think. Yes. That if it's love, then it doesn't come with a black eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come with having to say I walked into a door. Mm-hmm. When it's clear that a door wouldn't have done that. Mm. It doesn't come with emotional abuse either. Exactly. Fresh breakfast on Metro FM. Hashtag World AIDS Day. This Friday is the annual World AIDS Day. And we're joined in studio right now by Lebohang Brenda Mutsumi, 28-year-old mother, daughter, sister, friend, HIV speaker, HIV coach, HIV activist, aspiring businesswoman, presenter, producer, and radio presenter. Her work has been covered extensively on TV, print, and on channels like Al Jazeera and SABC. So she's a steering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty we, much. Because we only hang out with steering. Hello, Lewu. Good morning, everybody. How are you guys doing? We're good. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. How were you, in inverted commas, introduced to HIV? I was introduced in HIV in 2009 yeah. when I went to go get tested to sort of prove a point because there was rumors that I might be living with HIV because of the person that I had dated who passed away from the virus. Mm. Wow. So I tested on the 15th of August um, 2009 and the time was 1 p.m. Mm. How long had the rumors been making the rounds before you decided? I think it was just about eight months or so, mm. sure. you know, because he passed away from the virus. And you know, there's that... Obviously, because you were dating him, you infected type sure. of thing, yeah. you know. But because I also had a face of HIV, I thought I'm immune to HIV. So what face is that? So I always thought HIV was for people from the rural areas, people sure. that are somewhat poor, mm. people that are somewhat illiterate. Sure. And I grew up in Linden, went to a so-called white school. Sure. I just thought it didn't relate to me mm. and my lifestyle. Mm. Were you careless, would you say, or were you too trusting in your relationship? I was too trusting. Yeah. And I think because as a woman, it's very difficult to negotiate condom use simply because it's either you are trying to prove to this person that I'm living mm. the right life in virtual commerce. Sure. Um, you're trying to also buy love at the same time with mm. sex, of course. And mm. if there's no condom, then it's like, okay, whatever, let's do this type of thing. And again, you don't even have the conversation at HIV because mm. it's not it's not something that's here. It's far sure. from you type mm. of thing. As an activist and doing the work that you do, um, have people given you a sense of why, for instance, you get into a relationship after three months or after six months, after a year, you're like, I oh, know, maybe we can now stop using protection mm. before you even, for instance, got, gotten tested. Yeah. Mm. Have I people said why they fall into that? I oh, know she must be clean. Uh, he, <laughs> mu- he must be okay. He doesn't have a pimple. I think, again, it's because we give HIV a face and we sure. never really think it will come into our lives. Sure. And I think condom consistent use is a problem because yes. condom has the stigma. If we use a condom it means one of us are infected and sure. nobody wants to start oh that's the i don't trust what you're doing outside exactly and you're feeling bad you know it's it's it's, it's you, to join trust you're almost scared to offend yeah. exactly and yes. i'm not gonna ask about it because you're gonna think i'm messing around he's not gonna want to have it because the other vice versa 744 she's an hiv activist she is hiv positive and she's living positively her name is Lebohang brenda mutsumi so you get your results Yes. What's the first thing that went through your mind at that stage? Um, shame. Yeah. I was in denial, of course, because number one, I always genuinely thought that for one to be living with HIV, you have to look a certain way. Mm. Skinny, dark, hair falling off and whatever. Mm. I was still very fat at well, the time. Not fresh. You know, yeah. I, there was no sign whatsoever. Sure. I was in denial for three years. Wow. I only accepted my status when I was on my deathbed because I had full-blown AIDS at some point in my life. Wow. And that is when, when I saw 
in the mirror, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm yeah. living with this virus, but it didn't have to go that far type mm. of thing, you know. But there was a lot of shame and a lot of, I've disappointed my family, disappointed myself because HIV carries shame, which it shouldn't be like mm. that, you know. But yeah, I was in a lot of denial. Uh, to someone listening right now, <coughs> and they've got questions and they want to come out, but they're scared because of the stigma. And as a person, as a gay man, I, I know what stigma is, mm, you know, mm. um, and I always encourage people to, you don't have to come out as long mm. as you, you of know course. your truth. Of you course. Know? What would you say? Is, is, is it a must for people to, to come out or is it it's just, they just have to be safe? Or We genuinely encourage people to come out just for support purposes. Mm. There are people who are living with HIV and nobody knows about their status and they are okay. They're mm. taking their medication, they're adhering, they're living positive lives and they don't feel they need to tell anybody that's mm. okay. Mm. But we encourage this closure for support purposes for someone who can't handle living with HIV on their own mm. and needs support. Someone to remind you of medication. Mm. Someone just to be there to walk this HIV journey with you. It's not a must to mm. disclose, literally, I feel you don't owe any better explanation. Mm. But if you feel you need support, then it is encouraged to disclose. Okay. Now, for three years, you were in denial about your HIV status. Yeah. Um, at one stage, like you said, you had full-blown AIDS. When did you decide that, listen, pull yourself together and take charge of your life? Because only you can do that. Mm. I think being in hospital for six months and going through everything I went through... Yeah. Um, that is when I decided that it's time to take control of Bapulabaha. It wasn't mm. easy. It's still a daily journey to date. Sure. But I joined a support group and that's when I met different young people living with HIV because at the time I was 22 or so. Mm. And of course I thought I'm the only person and sure. whatnot. And when I met the young people with all their different stories of how they got infected and so forth and seeing them live and pursue mm. lives and of course following other HIV activists that are doing great work across the globe, I mm -hmm. thought, hey, if they can do it, I can definitely do it. You're on treatment now. Yes, I am. Tell us about that. Um, <laughs> my treatment journey is not a nice one at all. Mm. I think everybody who follows me and everybody who knows me knows that I struggle. I hate medication. Sure. And for the mere fact that I'm drinking medication to stay alive for me, it's, it's not nice, mm, you know, but mm. I literally take medication because I've defaulted before. I've stopped taking medication because mm. I believe that I was healed because I was told HIV is a demon and so forth. Mm. And I know the importance of my treatment, but it's a daily journey. But with the support I have around me, I'm able to adhere to my medication, even though it's difficult. Mm. I sometimes don't take it. I won't lie. I don't lie. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? I give out. Mm. But then there are days when I remind myself that I have a daughter to live for and I've got dreams that I want to pursue. Mm. And yeah. Dating? Are you dating? I'm engaged, getting yeah. married. No. And, and, and yes. tell us about your relationship and navigating HIV at the same time. I think before my partner, it was very difficult mm. because I, I got lots of rejections. I'd get blocked on WhatsApp, whatever the case yeah, is. For real? And be called names. I would, of course, I, I'm the one who would disclose when I meet you type of thing because oh, I didn't yes. want uh, okay. problems later sure. on. You know, yeah. So I'd literally be like, okay, this is who I am. I'm living with HIV and I'm very open about it. And sure. people had the problem with being open about it. And some people were like, ah, no, Almost damned if you this. do, damned if you mm. don't. Exactly, yeah. you know. So I think with my partner, he knew about my status mm. and he walked into this knowing who I am and sure. what, what's happening but it's it's nothing is nothing is different you sure. know I'm just living with the virus in my blood and I'm mm. defined by my status mm. Lebo why do you think there is such a stigma around HIV and AIDS is it because we don't have enough information as much as we're constantly hearing and talking HIV AIDS 
but I feel like there's not enough information still. I think there's um, a lot of information. Mm. I guess it's, it's, it's accessibility of the information. Mm. And again, I feel we're still dealing with 30 years back on how HIV was introduced. Mm. Remember at first it was, it's for um, sex workers, truck drivers. There was the stigma. Yeah, it, was, it, it was mine workers, gay people, yeah. truck yes. drivers and prostitutes. And yeah. because it's a sexually transmitted disease, mm. we are not even in touch with our sexuality. We don't even talk freely about sex. And mm. of already, it's an issue type of thing, you know. And because sex is the taboo, I don't know why, because we all have it. And the mere fact that you get HIV mostly from sexual transmission and that is why we still have the stigma and the mm. discrimination. One thing that blows my mind about people is how sometimes you'll say, Angie gave me this. Mm. Yeah. As opposed to saying, I was reckless and I picked it up from mm. Angie. Mm. Yes, yes. Almost like you want to make it about her. Mm. We don't want to take I think take it's just taking accountability. I think yes. what helped me was taking accountability of my actions because I could have or should have really said to the guy as test they all insist on using a, a condom, condom yeah. but mm. I think what helps again with accepting one's status is taking accountability of your actions look situations are different mm. you know mm. of course if you were abused and raped we can't sure. be saying mm. or, 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 whatever or, the case is or if there are power is. dynamics mm. if there are power dynamics exactly yes. or if whatever the situation is but taking accountability for me mm. helped me get to where I'm at today sure. mm. What would you like to see happen going forward in terms of this fight against HIV? I think I would like to see everyone who's living with HIV that does know their status know their status because mm. people don't want to test, especially men. I would mm. love to see young girls um, taking better sexual health decisions because they are the most at risk. We've mm. got about 2,000 young women between mm. 14 and 24 getting infected every week in South Africa yeah. with HIV. Sure. I would like to see people get access to treatment. I would like to see better health quality services. And of course, I would like to see the decrease of HIV infection for everybody. And I'd love to see those living with HIV be able to say, look, I'm living with HIV. It doesn't define me. It's this another chronic disease. Mm. It's a chronic disease and I'm going to live my life to the fullest. Uh, you've got a voice and we will amplify it for as long as you keep talking and uh, thank you so much thank for hanging so out much with us. Thank you so much for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, Lebohang Brenda Mutsumi, a real life superhero.